And we're back for our week seven over a few podcast. This is your host, Sex Panther, and I'm greeted by our friend. I'm here with our friend Montu, overseas from his super secret location under military control. And our first uh, topic of the day is what happened to our Patriots last week? They shat the bed. We don't under- I don't really understand how they failed uh, to close that game out. But let me get your take. This is the best way I can sum it up. Good Lord! We would have accepted Bow Wow or Rough. Uh, Rough, just the way your mother likes it. Yeah, pretty much that's how the uh, the second half went for the Patriots. So I, uh, I'd have to say the, the defensive backs did not um, did not do well. We were we were discussing offline earlier about the statistics and the deep the deep game. That the Patriots' uh, defensive backs were, were going against was just—it just shouldn't have occurred. Yeah, yard passes on you know you broke it down. There was four, four different large, uh, four large plays of forty plus yards, and it shouldn't shouldn't have ever happened. It's like they were playing um, just backyard football, not really caring where the situational awareness was at. That's yeah. my personal. Opinion. Yeah, two hundred of the. Of Russell Wilson's, more than 200, I believe, of Russell Wilson's passing yards came on about four plays. Uh, Pat Chung got burned. Tavon Wilson got burned. Stephen Gregory. No, sorry, Stephen Gregory didn't even play. Um, Devin McCourty got burned. And Kyle Arrington got burned so bad on back-to-back plays that he actually got benched for a rookie, Alfonso Dennard, uh, who gave up a touchdown in his replacement duty. So, yeah, they, they looked pretty awful. Um Defensive backfield. There's plenty of blame to go around here. The Patriots, right at the end of the first half, um, managed to recover a punt with about a minute left on the 20-yard line, 45 seconds. And instead of scoring at least a field goal, they Brady had an intentional grounding as the clock ran out, and they couldn't even get the field goal on the field. Uh, just terrible management, something you don't usually see from the Patriots. It was he looked like he was Tony Romo or Philip Rivers or somebody like that. It was just, it was strange. Uh, it was an ugly, ugly game as a Patriots fan. Um, so, I mean, I guess on the plus side, we look at this team and say, oh, they've lost three games by a grand total of four points. And they've lost all those games to most likely playoff contenders. But on the flip side, you say they've lost to every winning team they faced and they're three and three. So, Really, which one is it? Is this a Patriots team that's 500 and can't beat the good teams, or is this a Patriots team that is uh, a work in progress and hopefully can pull it out as the season goes along? It's obvious, obvious that this team is a work in progress. They're coming off a Super Bowl appearance, and they have a lot of new, new first-year players playing in the, in the on the defense specifically. I understand the offense goes up and down. However, uh, Belichick is putting a lot more confidence in his defense. I don't see this as uh, as a bigger issue uh, going forward. I, I see them really gelling and moving forward. Uh, just because it, they're, they're losing right now doesn't mean that it's going to be the way for the whole season. Plus, everyone said the same thing about the Giants. I think our team is working towards a better... That's that's just about where I was I was ready to go. It it seems like in the recent, in the modern NFL, having a number one or two seed being thirteen and three, fourteen and two doesn't really matter. 
It matters how you're playing the last four or five weeks of the season, going in with momentum, having it all figured out as the calendar turns to December and January. And basically what the New York Giants have done two of the last five years. That being said, uh, and well, actually, if, you, if you're watching, too, the Giants are still doing that. Uh, they're beating big-name teams, and they're doing it quietly, too. Although their scores don't show that it's quiet, they're doing it under the radar. You know, they're losing a game here and there, but still the Giants, I'd watch out for them. still have to watch out for the Giants. And they actually, um, I, I've held off on my uh, power rankings, but the Giants are actually, or in my last rankings, I believe, were the number one ranked team. Because there is, and when I do my rankings, I'm not looking at oh Atlanta's six and zero. I'm looking at if I had to play one game, or if I had to beat one team, who is the team that I would bet on to beat somebody in one game when it mattered, and who's the team I think is going to be there when the when the season gets to the end? And, and this Giants team is scary as hell, which I guess leads me to where I was going to go for the second uh, second point. There were two games this past weekend that were uh, classic. Nobody believes in us. We're going to show the world games. And the first one was that Giants game, beating um, a team in, in San Francisco that everyone said had kind of improved, gotten over the hump, and was actually the team to beat in the NFC. And they, they just shellacked them at home, 26-3, to beat the crap out of them. Uh, made them look like, made us think that Alex Smith is the Alex Smith of old. It, it, it was ugly. And uh, the, the other game being the Monday night game, or sorry, Sunday night game, where... Um, the Chargers came out, I mean, the Chargers, the, the Packers came out firing and just completely lit up what was one of the best defenses in the league to this point in Houston. Um, beating, beat with uh, Aaron Rodgers, six touchdowns, no interceptions, almost a perfect quarterback rating, still missing two of his top four receivers. Uh, and they just, they look like the Packers of last year that went 15-1 and one and just scored 35, 40 points on everybody. It's it's the Packers that everybody is when wondering where have they been. Right. So uh, I don't know if you had a take on either one of those, the, the Giants uh, 49ers game or the Packers and um, Houston Texans game. Those were the other two marquee games that weekend. Pack, see, this, well, this will lead, this, this kind of nestles in your, uh, your other ideas that were, you know, other topics about the legit fraud teams. And Houston... Houston appears on to me to be a fraudulent team. Um, they couldn't hold up against the Green Bay Packers, who were mediocre at best so far this season. Um, although even you know even saying having said that, they finally came together as an offense. And Aaron Rodgers showed why he why he is you know a proven veteran, a Super Bowl winner, and he knows how to get the job done, regardless of who's on his team. He'll make it happen. And Houston wasn't prepared for that. They thought they could just do what they need to do and win, and it wasn't enough. And honestly, Houston had faced some sub, a lot of subpar teams earlier in the season. They finally faced a really good, well-put-together team, well-balanced, and they couldn't handle it, and it showed. So this brings and, me, um, with, that, with that Houston point, I want to talk now about the Atlanta Falcons, who are the, the only undefeated team left in the league, and somebody that I think most real football fans suspect are are sort of a fraud. I I don't know anybody that thinks the Atlanta Falcons are the best team in football, despite the fact that they're 6-0. Absolutely not. um, They're only best team in the NFL by by their record on paper, not by what they're going to be doing uh, come the end of the season. They'll wear down 
it will break down, and they're just not proven. Um, I mean, even look at some of their wins lately. Their last-second win over the Raiders this week and a last-second win over Carolina, uh, two of the worst teams in the league that they had to sneak out field goal wins against. Uh, they're 6-0, but yeah, they're, they're kind of playing a cream puff schedule here, and they haven't really proven that they can beat uh, anybody of, of significance in the same way that Houston you know, had that same opportunity against the Packers and just didn't show up. So I'd say, um, sorry, go ahead. That's, I, I agree. I, I just don't see them, they're going to do well during the regular season. However, they'll probably be a first round, they might get a first round bye, they'll win their division, what have you. However, they'll be the, one of the first teams knocked out in the playoffs if they even get there. Yeah. It's too early to tell. They might be 6-0 right now. It doesn't matter. It's still early in the season. Yeah, the, the chance uh, the chance to watch a, a 13-3 Atlanta Falcons team in the second round uh, get blown out by you know the Packers or the Giants or the 49ers or somebody that just comes in as a 10-6 team, ho-hum. Uh, nobody's really ready for it. We all see it coming. They're going to lose 31 to 14 or something like that. And just, they're going to, Matt Ryan is not, even though he's looked incredible this year, I don't think he's at the same level as a quarterback um, as some of the guys we're going to get into in a minute. But I think that might be part of the deciding factor. One other major issue that's that's kind of been a trend as the year's gone, the NFC is so much better than the AFC. There really, there's only three good teams in the AFC. It's basically the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Houston Texans, and everybody else. Uh, pretty much dog crap. Interesting. <laughs> there's an inter- there are only two teams in the AFC right now that are over 500. Did you know that? Two teams out of 15 that are over 500. I understand. However, like I've said, that doesn't mean they're not good. It just means they're having some growing pain. I would be on the lookout, Denver Broncos, dark horse AFC team that's going to sneak up on people. Yeah, they, they've been beaten by the Patriots. However, if you're paying attention, they're still winning against good teams. If, uh, yeah, if, if Peyton Manning can do what he did on Sunday night, uh, or Monday night, excuse me, and score 34 points in the second half and just completely obliterate teams... I think that they've got some chances. Well, but, no, no, that proved it. That was actually, if you want to talk about a, a momentum changer for their season, is that they could have given up after that. But Peyton Manning didn't let them give up. They scored, what, 36 unanswered points? Something uh, yeah, 30, I think 35 in a row, yeah. It's, it's atrocious. It, it, it's also the sort of thing that only happens to, to Nerf, North Turner and Philip Rivers as they stand there with their, you know, their thumb up their ass saying, what's going on? <laughs> well, North Turner is another issue. However, they're still all professionals. And that just goes to show you that Denver is very dangerous. Any given moment, they could explode. They go on an offensive, offensive outlet. Maybe can't be stopped. And yes, Peyton Manning is because of that. Sorry, Tim Tebow. I love you. But Peyton Manning. But you're not Peyton Manning. You're not Peyton Manning. Yeah. This man's and this is this is hard trying to you know saying that coming from the big one. <laughs> this is not a flood. I wasn't sure how he's gonna pan out. Oh, I'm losing pan. you. Get a little closer to the microphone. 
<laughs> That's almost serial killer creepy now. <laughs> Maybe a happy medium. Yes, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning has surprised me, actually, coming off the neck injury I in the surgery in his rehab, and I wasn't sure how he was going to perform. And you know what? Honestly, he's he's doing fine. Not his best season ever, obviously. However, he's doing extremely well for someone who wasn't supposed to be playing. He should have been retired. You know, everything stacked against him. And I would watch out for Denver. You know, they may not be above 500. It doesn't matter. All that matters is if you get if you can just sneak into the playoffs. Once you're in the playoffs, anything goes. Okay, and we're going to use that right now, actually, to lead into our our first of many. We're going to try this every week. We can pull off a podcast, and we're going to say legit or fraud. That's going to be our next segment. And our topic today is NFL quarterbacks. I'm going to give you one by one the top ten quarterbacks currently rated by NFL QBR, which is the total QBR rating. So it runs from a scale of 0 up to 100. It's based on your, your passing. Um, so it's basically the regular quarterback rating, but it, it evaluates also based on percentage of offense that the quarterback contributes, uh, rushing yards, sacks, penalties, um, basically how much of the offense and successful offense does a quarterback account for. All right, so you ready? Number 10 on our QBR ratings. At a 67.9, Matt Schaub. Is Matt Schaub the 10th best quarterback in the NFL? Legit or fraud? Yeah, right over there. Snack card for Pop. Is your laptop in a blender? We're, ha- we're having technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Okay. I, th- I think the enemy is trying to spy on us right now. <laughs> trying to steal our football. Am I coming in clearly now for you? Much better. Brilliant. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I'll do that one more time. So number 10 on our uh, quarterback ratings, 67.9%. Um, Matt Schaub, is he the 10th best quarterback in the NFL? First, I need to go go over the go over all 10. Give me the, give me the names. <laughs> okay, here's our top 10. 10th place, Matt Schaub. 9, Jake Locker. 8, Alex Smith. 7, Andrew Luck. Six, Robert Griffin. Five, Matt Ryan. Four, Ben Roethlisberger. Three, Eli Manning. Two, Tom Brady. And one, Peyton Manning. Whoa, whoa. That is our quarterback efficiency rating so far this year. That's our top ten based on statistics. All right, so let's do this. All right, Matt Schaub, should he be number number ten? Yes. Is he a fraud? No. Um, I'll be quick with him. He's never been the you know a star to the quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. He, his, but his output is production is only mediocre, high mediocre at his very best. He's not a fraud. Okay, he's legit. But the problem is, is he's just not. Um, he, number ten suits him. He, he's deserved. He's number ten. I, I think I'm That's with you on best. that. He he's a steady quarterback. He is not a superstar. Right. He's, uh, he's number, not number nine. Number nine, uh, Jake Locker from Tennessee. Ooh. Yeah, the bird is deep on that one. <laughs> yeah, nah. Right now, too early for you know. He hasn't proven a lot um, personally. I, he's too young. He's right now. He's not legit. He's a fraud. 
So I've kind of got way more numbers in front of me than you, and I want to show you something. I'm, I'm quite confused um, how we made it on this list because passing efficiency is the is the biggest component of this. So, yes. for example, Tom Brady's pass, effic- pass efficiency is 56%. Yes. Peyton Manning's is 38%. Eli's Ooh. Eli's thirty nine, Roethlisberger fifty two, Matt Ryan wow. fifty three. Everybody's decent. Jake Locker fourteen percent. Wow! And, all right, hold on. Now you say that no way he should even be in the top ten. Now saying that, you know what? That goes back to his college days too. They had pro- they had they had analysis on him that he wasn't efficient, wasn't accurate with his throws. No. And you know what? That shows it. Yeah, I mean he Locker. gets he gets yardage. He he doesn't get sacked. He runs well, and that and he takes care of the ball, and that's what makes it up for it. But uh, as as a in terms of completions, mm-mm. he's nowhere in the league of these other guys. And that and that's honestly going to come back to haunt him because that's a physical thing. And and honestly, when he gets older, as he gets older, he's he's not going to be able to be as mobile. And it's just a just a natural order of effects that go into place as quarterback. And if he's not efficient. He's going to be out of the job very, very soon, if, especially if he starts breaking down, his body breaks down early. I'm with you on that. Okay, so number eight, Alex Smith. Is Alex Smith the eighth best quarterback in the NFL? Yes. Um, he Ooh. is still only, just like Matt Schaub, he's one of those guys that is still only a game manager. He is not the high-flying superstar. He's a, he's a good quarterback. I was about to say great. He's on that cusp. He is so close. Even so even after great. that, uh, completely being shut down by the Giants last week. Even with that, he's that's why I say he's always throughout throughout his whole career he's been mediocre. He's finally getting above mediocre. He's getting into that middle realm. He's getting there. He's right there. And I'll give you above mediocre. I look at it this way: um, we were ragging on Tom Brady for the fact that he played a pretty poor game last week against Seattle. A poor game for Tom Brady is twenty three points. A poor game yes. for Alex Smith is three. If the Patriots right. put up three points, or or the Broncos, or the any of these other relatively good offenses, the Giants, the Packers, if they put up three, what would we be saying? Terrible. Yeah. Should never should occur. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm not quite ready to say that this is. This looks like Jim Harbaugh magic in the same way that last year he kind of masked uh, a lot of Alex Smith's deficiencies. I'm not sure I'm ready to say he's a top 10 quarterback in this league. I, I think he is because of his game management. His, 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 his knowledge of being able to find a way to win, making the right throw, throw, throws, which is, you can't really measure that. Statistics won't be able to measure that. He's a great game manager. A good quarterback, great game manager. We'll see how his future unfolds. All right. So moving on, uh, we're going to take the next two as a package deal because they've kind of gone that way in their short career so far. Number seven, Andrew Luck. Number six, Robert Griffin. Um, are these guys that legit this early in their career that they're both top ten quarterbacks in six weeks of play? I, I agree. Um, I don't think Griffin should be higher than Luck. I think they're riding on that. Uh, no. Andrew Luck is better, and it's shown. 
Griffin is not better right now than Luck. However, they do both deserve to be in the top ten. I just don't think they should be even close to each other. I think Andrew Luck's way ahead of Griffin in terms of uh, how he's how he's playing personally. I think that um, what this gets back to is what we were just saying with Jake Locker. Right now, um, as a young guy with really really young, fresh legs, Robert Griffin looks better because he's making plays in two ways. He's making them with his legs and he's making them with his arm. Uh, Andrew Luck, he's not quite a, a Drew Bledsoe statue, but he's going to be a pocket passer, much like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. And yes. um, the fact that he can kind of already do it with his mind and with his arm, it's a good sign going forward. I think looking back two, three years from now, it's going to be much clearer that Andrew Luck is better than Robert Griffin. Yes, so. right. Yeah, it, it just shows, you know, mobile mobile on-the-move quarterbacks just have consistently pattern analysis has shown that they are not as quality quarterbacks. They're not Super Bowl winners. They're, they're uh, showmen. As pocket passers. Yeah. Um, so we're moving on. Oh, sorry, one more quick question on this. What does it say about the NFL when two rookie quarterbacks are in the top ten this quickly? It used to be a time, maybe not that long ago, where you would say you don't start rookie quarterbacks. They play in the second year. And these two are in the top ten in the league with six games under their belt. Well, as you know, it's, it's a younger league. Younger players are able physically now to play early on, earlier on in their careers than they used to. Part of that, I don't think the game has been simplified. I personally think the game has been actually com- more complicated, more complex. Does it? And Andrew, it, it the, shows that it just shows that they can trust younger people. That's all. Does it have anything to do with the fact that uh, NFL offenses have kind of trickled down into the elite college teams? If, if you go play for a football oh. factory college. You're running an yeah. NFL-style offense. You're being coached by by an NFL-caliber coach, somebody who's yeah. not who's not a uh, a professor in their spare time, somebody who's signing a multi-million-dollar contract and marketing a billion-dollar brand. Well, that's a topic for that's a whole other topic. But I'll, uh, on the surface, um, I will agree with you on that. That yes, um, and actually, it trickles down even further than that. Some high school teams, a lot of high school teams, actually. Are incorporating pro style offenses too, so it, it's it's a waterfall effect. Starting at the top, and it's trickling all the way down. I mean, we both uh, we both played high school football. You a little more extensively, but as a receiver, I had maybe three patterns that I ran. Our quarterback basically ran the the Nebraska read option. He looked like yeah. Tim, he played Tim Tebow um, yeah. in high school, and I can't imagine him completing 40, 50, 60 yard passes uh, reading defenses. Yes. So, to say that high school players are doing this now is it's showing the progression of kind of where this is heading. Well, it's showing it's showing where football in general is heading. Just such they're a passing game, game, yeah. Passing game. Yeah, which is fine. It's just the evolution of the game. You know, yep. It's just the evolution. Okay, keeping it rolling. Uh, number five, Matt Ryan. His team, his team as a whole, I think, is going to fail. However, he has definitely stepped up. 
There's no doubt about it. He's not a fraud. He's legit. And it's, he's, he's in the right spot. He's number five. He's in the right spot. Just because his team's number one doesn't mean he's the best one. That's correct. See, I, I would actually even make a case that this year, based solely on this year and not his career, he should be higher. I think he should he should oh, probably okay. be about third, in okay. my opinion. All right. I mean, I, I, you know, I... Based on yeah, based on prior history, I, you know that's that's a valid argument. I'm not going to go that far yet, but yeah. Because uh, our guy sitting at number four is is a proven playoff winner, but somebody that for me statistically surprised me this year. I think that he's had a pretty much he's a crap season. Uh, in Ben Roethlisberger at number four. Oh. He's had a the, the team is uh what, three hundred I mean three and three five hundred, um they they haven't looked good. But what's weird is I've, the statistics, it's, he's having a very good individual season for himself statistics-wise. I think that's why he's up there, which is strange. I know that they're not winning it. They're, they're having a bad season, but it's weird that he's doing well. You, your thoughts? Um, I mean, I wrote about this a little bit in my preseason previews, but he um, he has a partially torn rotator cuff. And he expects that to heal during an NFL season where he's throwing every week and taking hits. And I just, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how you, no. you, you have a rotator cuff that heals while playing professional football. Um, yeah, should, which is just, it's just maddening. Yeah. The only thing keeping up there are his statistics. I think they're very good for some reason. But I mean, because they've become a passing offense too. He's got a... He's got Antonio Brown and Mike Wallace out on the outside running these nice deep patterns. Their running game has been pretty weak. And yes. the fact that their defense is not as strong as normal means he's been passing more, which, I mean, well, is part of might be part of the reason that his stats look better than maybe the actual play on the field has been. I don't think he's yes. played better than Matt Ryan this year. No, 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 absolutely not. But, right. I mean, absolutely. if you were to ask me what quarterback would I take in a big playoff game, Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan, I'm taking Roethlisberger. Right. So I guess it's it's kind of what you want. Is is this how he's played this year, or is this who you want in a big spot? Well, so. for ranking for right now, remember we're basing this off of what they've done this season. So he should be switched with Matt Ryan. You're right. Matt should be moved up a little bit more. But continue. Go ahead. Okay. So number three, and these these are the elite of the elite, best three quarterbacks in the NFL by statistic ratings. Um, Mr. Houdini Spaghetti Legs, Eli Manning. And let me wow. let me explain that nickname really quick. Um, the uh, the sports guy Bill Simmons had a has been calling Peyton Manning Noodle Arm because of his surgery lately. And somebody wrote in talking about and, and this image is just incredible, talking about how they call Eli Manning Spaghetti Legs because it seems <laughs> as though he's about to get sacked and somehow his legs just bend in weird directions. You always feel like he's about to fall down or get tackled. And he kind of squirms out. It's not that he powers his way out or, or makes crazy Michael Vick cuts, but somehow he just he never really gets tackled. He just wiggles out. So basically, you're, you're calling him a snake. He's slithering. <laughs> that might be the perfect analogy, Eli, Eli the Snake. I could take that. Old dog wrestling nickname. Um, you know what? As much as it pains me, pains me to agree with it, I have to. And 
I have to because he's a proven winner. And statistics-wise, he's doing it. He's winning games. And he's yeah. winning big. There's no doubt. And he's, he's winning... He's also he's winning as a passer, which he didn't do early in his career. That was a running team when he started. And now, now it's a passing team. He's the centerpiece right. of that offense. That's right. He he's 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 shown that he is a is a great quarterback now. Two Super Bowl wins against the same powerhouse team. You're great. I'm sorry. I know New England, I'm sorry. It hurts. It hurts. He's great <laughs> And now uh I think we're gonna take the last two as a group because if this doesn't, the fact that they're collectively 34 and 35 years old, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and they're still number one and number two in this league, they're if that doesn't tell you that these guys are Hall of Famers and they're probably two of the top five quarterbacks ever, I, there's no other way. Who's, who is the best, two, how are you the best two quarterbacks in the league at 34 and 35 years old still? Honestly, right now, they shouldn't even have a one or two. They should just have teeth for both of them for tie. Because honestly, they're they're legit, and I'm happy to see the competition back between both of them. I really am. I think it's it's something we missed last season. The the headlines, the drama, you know, the, just everything. We might see like another playoff better. matchup. Right, I like this better. You know, Peyton Manning was booted from his from the Colts. They kind of threw him to the wind as an old you know wily veteran. And he said, you know what? He gave him the big a few, and he's on Denver, and he's doing well. It, and the Colts are doing well, too, but I'd love to see a Colts-Broncos match. I think that'd be the game of the year, regular season matchup-wise. Game of the year, <laughs> Broncos-Colts. I don't even know if it's happening. I haven't even looked. I don't think <laughs> I'll check out. into that for you. I'll see if we can find it on the schedule. Um, while we're on that... Um, get your popcorn ready for get, that. Get your popcorn ready. I think it's interesting that... There were a few players that were generally on our list that that are missing. The three two, names I'm gonna two, two, and who are these two? Well, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, obviously, and then uh, New Orleans Drew Brees. The the team with a black cloud. Oh, oh. and in our research, we're getting advertisements. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Who's the third one? Um, the third guy that I had on that list was Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is current. I mean, I would say that Joe Flacco is probably better. He's definitely better than Jake Locker. You could make a case that he's better than Alex Smith or Matt Schaub, even. Yes, that's, that's, he's one of those, again, he's another one of those uh, quarterbacks on the cut. They're high mediocre Alex Smith falls into that, as we talked about. So, so does Matt Schaub, and so does so does Joe Flacco. Yeah, and I would say, um, just a real quick update, the Colts do not play the Broncos this year unless they manage to somehow meet in a first-round playoff matchup, which is, is possible. It, it's possible. It's been happening. Considering how, um, considering how poorly, sorry about that, Considering how poorly uh, the rest of the AAC has looked, there's a chance that both of those teams are playoff teams. Um, speaking of which, sorry, really quick tangent. The 5-1 and one Ravens, I don't know if you caught this. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw up that. The 5-1 five, the five and one Ravens um, lost Ray Lewis for the season with a torn, uh, torn tricep. 
lost Ladarius Webb for the season with a torn ACL. Um, Holodi Nada has a, an injured knee. Terrell Suggs is out. This is a defense that's already giving up mid, middle of the pack yardage. Uh, a team that's usually top five defensively and is probably ranked somewhere around 18th or 19th right now. Just just lost two other starters for their season and one for a short period of time. What is this team a fraud? I guess is my question. Do, do the Ravens fall off and end up at ten and six or something? Because they're all offense, no well, defense now. Oh whoa, whoa, moderator! I think you're going against your rule. I thought we were only doing legit fraud for quarterbacks. <laughs> I might have gone off topic a bit. That just just spur of the moment. Happened across your mind. Cross huh? my mind. I see how this show runs. Oh, <laughs> I do what I want. There, there are no I, rules. <laughs> I'll slide from doctor at any any time I please. Oh. Do you have any last thoughts that you want to get in before we get into our picks? Any last thoughts uh, yeah. from last weekend or anything so far? Yeah, I think we covered covered it pretty much. However, however, um, I do. Uh, this pretty much sums up last weekend. Boy, you might be legally retarded. You're on the Sean Connery kick this week, huh? (laughs) You damn right. (laughs) All right. right. So here we go. First game of the week. Thursday night special. Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm an emotional player. You know what? F you, Seattle. Go 49ers. I say they win big. I'm with the 49ers uh, for for rational reasons. <laughs> City of Seattle's on the road. They they don't play so they don't play so hot on the road. Um, and the 49ers just got walloped. They're going to come out angry. So I'm going 49ers as well. Fair enough. Um, Sunday games, one o'clock. Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills. The oh, toilet the toilet bowl on. if there ever was one. God, you really, you have to really throw this on me? Um, <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah. No, pure emotion, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to say Bills as well. They're just, um, they're a fringe playoff team, scary as that is. They're a team that could go 9-7. and seven. Um, I'm going to go Bills. The Titans are just, they're terrible. They're one of the worst teams in football. Yeah, go away, Titans. <laughs> oh. All right, second 1 o'clock game. Uh, Cleveland Browns, who oh, won, their, won their first game last week. Uh, at the Indianapolis Colts, Andrew Luck. Yay! What do you got for me? All the way with Luck of the Irish. All the way with Colts. No doubt in my mind, Cleveland has no chance. None. I wouldn't go that far. I think it might be a closer game than you think. Cleveland's got a lot of young athletes. I'm going Colts as well, but... Uh, give Cleveland about two years, and they'll have to find a new quarterback, but all, all of their receivers and running backs will be up to snuff. Sure, that's what they said about Cleveland the City ten years ago. Hey, look at the Cleveland tourism video. It'll attract a lot of people in two years. Cleveland! Cleveland, bro. You know the only good thing that came out of Cleveland? You know what it is? What? It ain't the Indians. It ain't LeBron. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Or, yeah, so it ain't the Browns. I'm sorry. There you go. I, I run off emotion on my picks. No. <laughs> All right, so we got a team, uh, an emotional FU last week from our buddy Aaron Rodgers to, to the rest of the league. And the Packers are up next. Packers at the Rams. I think Packers are going to continue their progress, and they will beat 
the Rams. It, yeah, it seems like they might have uh, fixed the offense a little bit. The Rams are really not going to be much match for them. This is weird. We've agreed on every pick so far. Let's find something we disagree on. This might be it. Uh, 1 p.m. game, Cardinals at the Falcons. 4-2 and two Cardinals, 4-2 and two Falcons. I mean, sorry, not Falcons. Cardinals at the Vikings. 4-2 and two Cardinals, 4-2 and two Vikings. Two surprise teams. Oh, wow. Um, the defense for Minnesota is, is, is legit, um, but their offense is still shaky. Uh, Adrian Pierce running well, uh, but still their offense is not as good as it appears. You know, I'm going to have to go with – this one's hard. i got to go with Minnesota on this one. Their defense uh, is really good. You bastard. Okay, I'm going Minnesota as well, and that's just because Kevin Cobb went down last week. Um, and I have surprisingly more faith in Christian Ponder than I really feel like I should. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going Vikings. Yeah. They're at home. Okay. They're playing a team with a terrible quarterback and a terrible offensive line. I think they can do this. Yes. Yes, I think they can. Too. Okay. It may intri- not be a big win. It's going to be a win. Intriguing uh, 1 p.m. game. The Washington Redskins at the New York Giants. At the Giants? At the Giants. Yeah, Redskins generally play the Giants pretty well. They actually swept them last year, even though the Giants won the Super Bowl. Well, I don't think the Magic's going to be there. Um, I think the Giants are going to win this one. Mm, I'm actually going Redskins, and I might regret this, but I feel like the Giants are going to have a little bit of a letdown after last week. I feel like the Redskins somehow managed to sneak through their cracks, and I think also the fact that Griffin's a mobile enough quarterback might give that defensive front line a little bit of trouble compared to uh, the statues that they're usually tackling back there. Okay. All right, we got the uh, the Saints at the Buccaneers. One and four Saints, two and three Bucks. The underachiever bowl. The underachievables, yeah. Um, it's hard for me. It's hard, very hard for me to see Drew Brees just winning one game a season. I think they're going to slowly, they're not going to make the playoffs, obviously. They're just not. They're not cohesive enough this year with their leadership. And not Drew Brees. I'm saying from the top, their management. That's A.T.A. Sean Payton. Or, la- or lack of think, Sean Payton. Yeah, they need a back. Um, I think I think the Saints are going to win this one. Buccaneers are just, they're so mediocre. They're so wishy-washy and so blah. So blase. God, it's like, it's like watching grass grow, watching them play football. <laughs> Yeah, this is a it's a matchup of a team in the Saints with no defense and the Buccaneers with no offense. So, I mean, if you could take the Saints' offense and the Bucks' defense, you might have a team that's ten and six. But you know, you can't do it. I'm I'm kind of torn here too. I just look back at the fact that the Saints uh, Saints had a mount of comeback against the Chargers. This Bucks team is a little better than that. I think. They, I mean, the Saints team lost to the Kansas City Chiefs for God's sake. I'm I'm gonna go Bucks. Yeah. And our uh, our last two one o'clock games. This one o'clock slate's really full this week, because the NFL for some reason decided to schedule around the Major League Baseball playoffs. I don't know why the NFL schedules around anybody. They're the king. They they run sports in this country. Uh, Screw you, Major League Baseball. On that note, quid, quid quid pro quo. That's all I'm gonna say. Someone got something for something. 
Yep. All I'm going to say about that one, <laughs> and you know who probably received more than he gave, Mr. Goodell. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. All right. So we got the Cowboys at the Panthers. Wow. The Panthers, I thought for sure, were, were on their way to be be something this season it's worse than last year they're not panning out um, but the Cowboys have <laughs> issues <laughs> issues the Cowboys uh, they, they score pretty high on that hot crazy scale if you're, if you're rating girlfriends yeah. in the same way that you rate the Dallas Cowboys um, they're the one night stand that you make up a fake phone number for oh my god yes they are <laughs> uh, coyote ugly much? Yeah, I don't have any faith in the Cowboys. I can't go against. I can't. I can't pick the deal. Go uh, Panthers. Go Panthers. <laughs> I'm going Cowboys. Um, fun fact: Did you know Cam Newton is the after the Carolina spent all that money on three running backs? Cam Newton is their leading passer and their leading rusher. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> D'Angelo Williams, giant contract. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, giant contract. And then Cam Newton's their leading rusher. Oops. Oops. Yep. Could have spent a little bit of that money on the defense, maybe. Yeah. All right, last 1 o'clock game, and this one is the one that uh, people are probably going to watch because most of the rest of that slate is crap. Uh, The 5-1 Ravens at the 5-1 Texans. Battle for first place in the AFC. Well, the Ravens' defense has been degraded. Um, however, they have they still have quality players. Um, Houston. Houston just got smacked know, down last week, though. They did. Houston did. However, again, we know we know NFL. We know NFL teams. They bounce. Like they're they're wishy-washy. They'll be bad one week and great the next. This is definitely a setup game for the. Raven, uh, not the Ravens, the Texans to win. I'm going Texans. I'm going Texans as well. They're at home. Ravens really, they're going to have players who are going to have to adjust to playing big minutes. Um, probably going to get burned. I mean, the Ra- the Texans really aren't a deep passing team, but I think that maybe the run defense without Lewis and Elodinata for a week might uh, might have a little trouble with Aaron Foster. Yeah. A, d- a defense that got shredded by uh, DeMarco Murray. And Jamal Charles, I think Arian Foster is going to have his way. Yeah, have a field day. All right, so Ron, we got two four o'clock games. Uh, the first one, one and four Jaguars at the one and four yeah. Raiders. Jaguars at yeah. the Raiders. Ugh. It's it's Timmy versus Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what yeah. we're getting here. Yeah, so it's kind of like a potluck soup. Sandwich here. Uh, Somebody has to win, right? This game doesn't end in a tie. I gotta go with Oakland. They got the better talent, personally. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think I'm actually with you. This Raiders team does have a few players. They're um, underachieving. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the Raiders' mo, isn't it? Talented underachievers. That's what they do. Yeah, but Scribble Gorilla is still out there in their fan base. So I. I Surprised if he gets the contracts soon, the way they're underachieving. And let me, uh, we gotta run through the last few picks really quick because I gotta, I gotta cut this short. We've run for already 43 minutes. 
right. So let's okay. get these quick. The other 4 o'clock game, uh, the Jets at the Patriots. Jets at the Patriots. What do you got for me? Obviously, I'm biased. Patriots. Belichick ain't going to let the Jets, especially with Rex Ryan's wall fodder this week, they're not going to let him beat them. No. The Jets are weak. We're we are strong. Personally, I think we're a better team than last year, even though we went to the Super Bowl. Personally, I think we're better. And the Jets, no way. Get out of my face. Yeah, I think the question isn't really who's going to win. It's how much are the Patriots going to win by. That's really the question this week. Jets' leading receiver is Jeremy Curley, by the way. 315 yards compared to Wes Welker, Patriots receiver, 622. Almost twice as much. Yep. Brady, 1,800 yards. Sanchez, 11. <laughs> mm. Even yeah. even Stephen Ridley's outrushed uh, Sean Green. This is going to be ugly. All right, 8 o'clock game. Uh, Sunday night. Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore, I mean Cincinnati Bengals. Steelers at the Bengals. I just I would go with the Steelers, you know. And the Bengals is a bummer. Are you uh, are you currently outside of an airplane? What, what's, I what's... can't go the Steelers. I got, I'm Steelers. I, I can't. I just can't. Do, I can't say they're gonna lose against the Bengals. You having a little bit of stuttering problem? Let's go. Let's go Steelers. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Oh. Okay. Um, I uh, this is a tough pick for me too. I, I'm going to have to go Steelers. I don't think they're very good, but I just something just tells me the Bengals are absolute frauds. They just, yes, they yes, just come across as frauds. Uh, just a- Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, and uh, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is your leading running back. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Well, I, another reason I'm not buying it is when your quarterback no soul. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to win. Okay. Stop picking on gingers. <laughs> Leave the gingers oh. alone. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said he just had no soul. That's just a bad, purely based off of him, not his hair color. <laughs> I can't believe you would call me a, a racist. How dare you? Uh, gingers are not a race. <laughs> sure, they're not. <laughs> All right, and our Monday night game. Uh, the Detroit Lions, 2-3, and three, at the Chicago Bears, 4-1. and one. Oof. Uh, you know, I really, really, really hate Jacob. And that's why I think their luck's going to run out, too. They're another fraud team, in my opinion, especially Cutler behind the quarterback position. i got to go with Detroit. Just based off soul emotion, I just hate, I hate the Bears. You've done pretty well this week. I don't know what happened. That's a major brain fart. Bears are four and one. Their defense is the best defense in the league. Jay Cutler might have no soul. Oh, we're the best defense. Oh, we got Jay Cutler as our quarterback who quits after the heat goes on. Oh. Jay Cutler might actually have no soul. It, well, we're speaking about lack of lack of soul. Uh, oh, we know he's just a coward. That's yellow. <laughs> uh, but the Detroit Lions are are bad. They're a legitimately bad team, I believe. Two and three. I think that they uh, they're a five hundred team. Whoa, 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 whoa! Calm yourself down. Just give them a chance, Derby. Motor City. Woo-woo. I don't know, buddy. <laughs>
right, and on and that you, rate, you know, good for you. On that uh, beautiful, amazing note, I think we're gonna have to call it. Um, wait, wait, I have some. I have some uh, oh, going away. Words, words of wisdom for this week. Okay. I asked you about the penis right here. <laughs> yeah, the penis is mightier than the sword. Uh, the penis and the sword are roughly equivalent phallic symbols. Hopefully, um, we are as successful in our picks as we are in our funny, funny jokes. <laughs> and we're going to have to call it right here. And we've got Monitu, Sex Panther. Over and out. Thank you for listening.